17 seconds left. Wilkins at the wing, 14 seconds. 12 seconds, McGriff outside, Mateus to the wing, down low to Jake Hole, his pull-up jumper is good! Time out, Grinnell, Jake Hole to the lead for Grinnell. Hey, welcome in to Tiger Sports Livestream Podcast, number 3-0. Things are kind of rocking along through here this year. we got a busy week to talk about sports, basketball, swimming, wrestling, you name it. It, it was an incredible week we're, in, we're going to follow up on. So I have Blake with me. He's here for at least get through finals. And then the next four weeks, we'll be doing our live podcast, get some guests in here. I have a few lined up that we could talk to over the winter break. And we'll see how that shakes out to get everyone in here. But before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Joey Polyi, third generation owner of Polyi's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our PagSpouse program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. All right. Thank you to Poly Ice Pizza and Grinnell Mutual for your sponsorship. As you are every week in in our ball games from week to week, Grinnell Mutual sponsors our scoreboard plus with Poly Ice Pizza and the Poly Ice Three Pointer, which has been ringing the bell quite a bit through the last couple broadcasts that we had. We're going to jump right into uh, basketball first. So let's let's review boys basketball, and then we'll come up girls basketball. Then we'll hit the wrestling, and then I even have swimming to talk about. So why don't you go ahead and grab the, the basketball stuff, and then uh, I'll dive in as we, we talk about it when we're going. Well, we can't go anywhere without talking about one of the biggest basketball scores, one of the biggest basketball games Grinnell has ever played, at least in the past couple of decades. On December 6th, last Friday night, Grinnell went to Oskaloosa, to take on the Oskaloosa Indians, the defending 3A champs and overall technically the number one team in the state coming into this basketball season. And your Grinnell Tigers went in and stunned the Indians at home, or on the road, I should say. 56-52 was the final score. J. Cole led with 25. A.J. Wilkins had 14. Uh, if you're wondering, Xavier Foster, I believe, finished with 18. But he fouled out with 15 or five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Oskaloosa only scored two points at the rest of the game. From that point, Grinnell won in overtime 56-52. We don't usually talk about actually being at games a lot. We talk about stats and whatnot, but I feel like this warrants it. Uh, Dad, this was one of the craziest games I think we've ever been to. We didn't broadcast it. I can't imagine if we did. Uh, I lost my voice because of it, and that was apparent on the Benton game on Saturday, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But, I mean, what did you think... That overall, according to the BCM rankings, was one of the biggest, if not, I believe, the biggest upset of this decade in the Iowa High School Basketball Association, and Grinnell pulled it off. Well, you know, the big thing was going into it is we've never gone into a ball game 
being such underdogs. Uh, I you know at one time the spread was 34 points. Yep. I think it went down to 26 points, 28, and then it jumped back to 31 before yeah. the ball game. So you know going into a ball game with that much animosity against a team, and for those who've been into that Oskaloosa gym, oh my goodness, you could just the girls' game had some vibes into it, but you know, Oskaloosa girls have been down a little bit. We, we'll talk about the performance of the Oski girls and how it amazed us. Uh, but for the ramping up to that boys' game, it's always just been incredible. My goodness, they have a Duncan meter on the wall, <laughs> and the the fans of the student section are right down on the uh, floor right across from the visitor section. So there's taunting going back and forth, you know, and for the most part, I have never seen so much trash talking of Oskaloosa players Mm -hmm. to one another. I mean, Xavier Foster was going back and forth and he was trash talking everyone he was standing next to. And basically, you know, if you could read his lips saying, you wait till next time, that three points going to drop next time. I'm going to dunk on you. There's no way you're getting a rebound. And you can literally read his mouth. This is what he was saying. But then as Gurnell went to work and really didn't let it affect him, oh. you know, you know, there was one point where Xavier Foster was trying to get into the mindset of the coaches. Yeah. Talking Even to the talk coaches. Talk to Scott Sharp. Yeah. You know, it's like, what is this guy? You know, if he would spend more time focusing on what was going on the court yeah. instead of trying to get in everyone else's minds, it may have been a better ball game. And, and it was a great ball game. Right. I mean, it, and I think people are going to have to understand this Oskaloosa team is not going to win a state championship this year. Uh, I think this is one of a couple losses, again, for Oskaloosa, but this is one of the worst losses Oski's had in at least the past three years because Cole Henry's gone. It's just Xavier Foster, and they maybe have a few guards in there that can get some shots up, but it was so apparent when Xavier was off the floor, they just couldn't do anything. They yeah. were so slow. They couldn't figure out how to run the offense, and Grinnell just hung around, and Scott or uh, Brandon just kept them in it. And how ironic that Brandon got his first signature win in his second ever start. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. incredible. And, you know, the, to be going into this, uh, not even getting past what Saturday's game is, but the Grinnell boys team is sitting at one of their better starts in many years. In a long time. So th- that's all pretty pretty good. I mean, it, it was just incredible to watch and a lot of good things going on for that basketball team that night. Um, overall, you know, it was – a sloppy game. Yeah. I think even, you Wasn't know, pretty. I sit down and visited with Brandon prior to the uh, Benton game on Saturday afternoon, just getting a little bit of pregame from him. And they had a lot of turnovers they wanted to work on. They're, they're rebounding. They weren't matching up where they thought they should be matching up for rebound-wise. Uh, and then this just the overall shot selection percentage. You know, it just wasn't where he thought they should be, but yet at the same time, very happy that they come away with a win. Right. And, you know, there's usually when you have such a low-scoring ball game that we, we notice out of that in individual performance on Oskaloosa's side being low scores, uh, I think Xavier Foster was averaging 28 to 30. He scored 31 in his first game. 31, 32 points. So, you know, 18 points is a down, you know, granted this is the beginning of the season. You don't know how everything's going to shake out, but I think, you know, two, two teams that were playing very hard, but two teams that didn't have 
very by far their best games. Right, right. Uh, there was one point of watching that ball game that you and I looked at each other. We actually thought it was uh, like a rugby match. Yeah. I mean, they were chasing the ball from here to here. Is like a fumble? No. Is it a fumble recovery? No, it's not. And they covered every corner of the Oskaloosa's half of court to get to the ball, which at that time, you know, I, I'm not going to beat up on officials, but we counted probably 18 that could have been fouls either way. <laughs> you know, and it was just like let them play. Yeah. Well, they let them play. I mean, it, it, it was, was it was a Below, beat, knocked down all the way to the end. It was, and Grinnell was able to pull it out. And I can tell you right now, if you're a Grinnell fan and you can only come to, for some reason, one Grinnell basketball game the rest of the year, mark your calendar. January 24th, it's on a Friday night. Oskaloosa comes here, and I can tell you right now, that might be one of the most electric home games we have ever seen at Grinnell High School because Oskaloosa won't back down. Uh, we'll go quickly to the girls' side. They also played Oskaloosa that night. You know, we showed up. What did we? We showed up at halftime, didn't we? Yeah, about. Well, we were about eight. The first quarter was over, so we we're about halfway. Somewhere into the around second there, quarter. and Oski surprised us both. We were like, "Is this really the same Oski team?" Uh, if you remember, two years ago, Grinnell put a hundred on Oski, and that was the last time they've done that. Grinnell won 69-48, to but don't let the score fool you. This game was closer than it was, and I can tell you right now, this Oskaloosa team is pretty good, and their, their head coach has really stepped up and helped her players get better, and I think they could definitely be a challenger yeah, in the little Hawkeye. It was a whole different team than what we've seen right. in the past, and you know the same coaches they had the last two years, uh, she's obviously putting her thumbprint on that program down there. They're making a difference. They're making some changes. You see their ball movement. They didn't have the turnovers of what they used to, and, and they're playing good defense. So put a couple all those things together, it was, you know, the result that they had. But there was up until the second half, there was a point where they were uh, matching each other point for point. And I, I can't remember exactly, but I think in the box score that – um, Oskaloosa actually went up at one point, just two points, and then Grinnell recovered well, yeah, it was, and come back down. It was really even. They don't have actual stats in yet, but Grinnell and Oski tied at the end of the first quarter. Then Grinnell outscored them 17-6 to in the second. Third quarter, they tied 16-16. Fourth quarter, 18-8 in favor of Grinnell. So Grinnell stayed consistent, and I know all that was probably what led them to the victory, but who knows? We'll just have to see. Right. Uh, and then, not even 24 hours later, the girls didn't play, but the boys came back home to take on Benton Community at 3.30 in the afternoon. Not ideal when you just beat the top team in the state and you're all worn out. And boy, we knew what we were seeing because Grinnell hung on 49-48 thanks to J. Cole's mid-range jumper to take the lead with eight seconds left. I think for some reason a lot of people thought this would be a blowout, but I think you and I knew it's going to be close because Benton, although coming off a win as well on Friday night, wasn't as difficult. Grinnell just beat the top team in the state and you could just tell they were gassed. But somehow, they were able to pull it out. Yeah, they did. And, you know, the not only did you have – you had that momentum, but still wore out. And the night before, Benton Community, they beat West Delaware by 10 points, which was an upset. Right. So they had a little bit of momentum coming off their side. They did play at home, so they didn't have to have a bus ride to ride home and get home at 11.30, quarter to 12 the night before. So those things were, you know, definitely against Grinnell. But, however, we did get to play at home. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cut right now. And we're going to go to the post-game stuff with Scott Sharp. He come up. Blake and I had some questions with him. So we're going to switch over to that right now and hear those post-game thoughts from 
Coach Scott Sharp. So we're a little bit different perspective. We're hearing uh, assistant coach's point of view, but yet still has all the the values of if he was still head coach. And it was kind of fun to bring Scott up into the booth. So let's take a minute. We're going to cut over to that, listen to it, and then we'll come back and we'll follow up with our, our final comments in that game. And then we'll jump back to Thursday night. We had a couple of JV games I want to talk about. So we'll let's cut over to that uh, post-game interview right now. All right, we're here with Coach Scott Sharp after the game. Uh, Coach, 49-48 win, knockout, dragout win. Let's talk about the last 24 hours. You pull off the win in Oski, you come back here against Benton. Which game was harder, this game or Oski? Uh, as far as the game itself <laughs> being harder, today was, I yeah. thought. Um, I really did, and, and this game on our schedule, we've played a three-game first week for a long time, and Benton has typically been that third game. And there's been games when we've had a huge, I can remember three or four times, we had huge wins somewhere else, whether it was a Pella Christian or Pella or somewhere, and come back here, and Benton might not have been as talented as us, but boy, oh boy, do they play hard all the time, and if we, they just give us fits. Um, so that was not surprising to me. Now, I don't know about the head coach, whether he understands <laughs> that yet, but that was not surprising. Um, the thing, the thing I guess, was uh, that we, we've got to get cleaned up. Is like last night, the last, the last four minutes of the game and the overtime, there's no reason why we shouldn't have been able to expand that. And today we got up by nine and all of a sudden lost our, lost our uh, sense of urgency on offense and settled for a lot of shots that did not fall. And in, this, in a game where the other team's going to continue to press on you, play on you all the time, and if the ball's not going in, you're eventually going to fall behind. Fortunately, we got that corrected at halftime. We took a better job shooting free throws and getting to the free throw line in the second half. Um, but anyway, I'm really, really happy for our kids to finish the week like this. A uh, big shot by Jake. We finally got some ball movement. He hit one. Um, but, yeah, Benton's always going to – Coach Carlson has always has those guys playing hard all the time. And uh, – so I guess to answer your question, today was the harder one, mainly because it's Saturday afternoon also. Last night you knew it was going to be a festive atmosphere, and it's easy to play then. Now, well, you got to combine your energy with playing well, but uh, today, Saturday afternoon, roll the ball out. Not nearly as many people here, not as loud. you got to create your own energy. We were pretty spotty with that today, I thought. But that's why this is the third game of the season, and we'll continue to, to get better. I talked a little bit to Brandon going into the ball game before we started, and he was kind of concerned about what is the energy level or are we going to wear kids out? Because they played a tough, a hard physical game last night, and I think you could see a little bit they weren't getting their legs underneath them on their shots kind of right. when we started off, and, and I saw that Brandon was subbing people out a little bit more frequently than normally we'd see it, and it – seemed to work itself back up but even in that last five minutes you could start to see shots just weren't as crisp legs weren't underneath them as much yeah and and the aspect of just your your mental part of the game where things happen fast out there and if you don't make the right pass at the right time it's not going to be there it's going to get tipped you know then it's a scramble then it's a who knows who's going to get it but yeah you're you're exactly right um we weathered, weathered the storm, I guess, and, and hopefully can learn a lot of lessons out of this week. It's really, really nice being 3-0 and right now. Uh, that hasn't happened a lot, typically because of how the schedule falls together. Um, but trying to play three games that first week and play them well enough to win with the schedule we play is a difficult thing to do. So I'm happy, really happy for our kids. One of the final questions I have, two nights in a row, two close games in the first week. 
Does that give an advantage going forward that you guys know how to play in these situations both at home and on the road? Well, I think I think that's exactly what it does if we'll use that. Right. If, right. if we'll be aware and learn and, and let ourselves be educated by it. Um, last night is a typical Little Hawkeye conference game. I don't care who's got what talent. It's just you're going to have to play hard to stay in the game. Then you're going to have to play execute well in, in your techniques and things to be able to make enough plays to be there. Um, and today was, yeah, today was going to be a grinded out, we thought. I mean, uh, we can score points in bunches, but in an afternoon like this, very rarely does that, does that happen unless, you know, things just go really well. But you talked about tired legs. How many threes were short tonight in the first half, especially right. when we were bombing away? They just were not getting there. Um, it's a matter of physics <laughs> at times. Right. So, uh, no, to, to Blake, to your question, it, uh, I, I think these kids are aware and alert enough and care enough that they're going to use this to their advantage. And uh, thank goodness we can rest tomorrow, come back Monday practice, uh, practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and then play a, play a pretty darn good Clear Creek uh, outfit on Thursday night and then follow that up with a rival Newton Friday. So next week is not a picnic right. at all either. And that's the thing about the schedule. There's no gimmies. Um, South Tama probably would be, I'd say, the, probably the least talented on paper. So from here on out, every, everything's a dogfight, which is, is fun. Um, you lose a few hairs along the way. Right. And the ones you do have aren't, aren't uh, brownish or blackish anymore. So, but it's fun. It's great for the kids. Well, the last question for you, Scott. Sure. What is it like being second man on the bench? It's, I it's see great. smiles on your last oh, night. I saw so many smiles, and you were, you were in it. But just like you weren't missing a beat, but how is that a different atmosphere from you to be the offer advice instead of saying, what am I going to do next? Well, that's, <laughs> you're exactly right. It's, it's just a, a different perspective. It, it's just what I thought it would be. Um, and I've had other people ask me during the week, you know, and my answer to them is, I guess, uh, you know, I, I feel I get a different perspective and I can actually coach somebody on the bench that's coming in and out. Um, or maybe try to get try to help them somehow. Um, you know, when you're out there trying to manage the whole thing, you've got all kinds of things going through your head on matchups to uh, what spots do we need to attack down here against our defense? Um, how can we stop their best play or players at the other end? And you just don't have time to really zone in on those details. So I'm looking forward to that. That's it's been great these first two weeks. Um, I uh, I will speak when spoken to, and and uh, offer my opinion when asked. Other than that, I sit back and slap hands and, and help out. And, and uh, it, it's fun, I think, for Coach Baker and I, uh, as long as we've been around this, um, to be able to be in those spots where uh, um, we can just help kids along the way and then uh, just, just keep track of some things that maybe go unnoticed uh, by players but yet really add up to whether you're going to win or lose a, a game and compete hard. And, uh, so it's been it's it's been great. Um, I'm fine with it. Well, we we appreciate everything you've done over the years, and we look forward to this new role <laughs> and see how you're going to fall in. And you actually, I think Brandon might have you come up more often after the ball games, and you get you'll be this side, and Brandon could go to the radio <laughs> side, and and we'll get the input from how the ball game ends up. But thank you for coming up and joining us. Well, you and guys uh, are very very welcome, and thank you for everything you do. This is awesome that the the kids in the the uh, community can have this type of, of media support too. So well, we appreciate you. that. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. All right. So Blake, 
What? That's the first time you sit down with Coach Scott Sharp, yeah. let alone when he was a head coach or assistant coach. What's your thoughts on? I felt like I was a young Jedi listening to Master Yoda talk about <laughs> something. I I respect Scott Sharp immensely. I mean, the guy hasn't won 300 games in high school basketball for nothing. He knows the sport well. And, uh, you know, Brandon can talk about the game probably a whole different perspective than what he can. And Scott just told us straight up, and I, I felt like I asked a pretty good question in which game was harder, and he said Benton. And I kind of knew he'd probably say that because you're not a team. It's like what Tyler said. Tyler said that the team knew that if they didn't win against Benton, they're just another team that got an upset win over Oskaloosa, yep. and that was a one and done. But they didn't. They won against Oski, and they responded by winning again. Granted, not the greatest win, but it was a knockout, dragout fight. Now you beat Benton, who is also a good team. I think Scott also said it. He said, we have a good team. And the fact that they could have won against Benton, that shows a ton more than maybe even the Oskaloosa win. Yeah, I, you know, one point that he did say is you, you take away that this game stretch, you know, just boom, 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 having these three games that he said it's like a coin flip. He said even in the past when he had good teams or questionable teams, he said it's always a question mark because he said you're just physically – you're not prepared for, oh, last Friday, the Friday before I started the game, come home. How do you recomp from that, fix your little mistakes, and then boom, boom, have, you know, Xavier Foster play Gaelic. And, you know, it's just not Xavier Foster you're playing against. They, there's there's two or three very, very good athletes on that Oskaloosa team. And then coming into this game, you not only had one center you had to deal with, you had two post players and a center that were, were good offensive players. Right. And, you know, it was just a good challenge for those guys. And to come out in on top, that was a plus. You know, I, one thing that's going to be fun this year is we're, Scott is always going to come up and, and give us the post game. Brandon's going to go with KGRN. So we're going to hear these different feelings of, you know, what is it from the secondhand side of it. But I think we're going to get a lot of post game interviews that are much like this is what Brandon would tell us because they're so close and they know each other's feelings of how things are going to shake out for the games. So it was a good time. I, I really enjoyed having Scott come up and, you know, the ability to for him to sit down beside you, which he actually had you in basketball camps when you were a little right, kid, right. And, and coming all the way up to now, you're the person that's sitting here doing the interview. I think that was pretty fun. Okay, what I'd like to do is jump back here to uh, – Oskaloosa game that actually started on Thursday night. We had JV1 and JV2 that went down to Oskaloosa. Unfortunately, the uh, JV2 come out on the bottom side of it with the, uh, a 23-46 to 46 loss. But I do want to recap who the, the scoring leaders are. Uh, Coach South Faulkner puts in a really good uh, kind of recap for things. So Richard Toe uh, is win with seven points. Caleb Crum has six points. Dallas Souser with four points. Brady Greif with three points. Uh, rebounding out the scoring of the Tigers were uh, Will Burkett and Braxton Schaefer with one point each. Um, Tigers will be back in action against Clear Creek, Amanda, which is a it's a big night come Thursday night because there's actually six games going on here at the Grinnell High School. Uh, the second one was the JV uh, boys. Let me follow up here with this one. They also lost uh, 50 to 47 to Oskaloosa. Uh, stats for that one were uh, the largest lead that any time they had was a six points by Oskaloosa in the third quarter. Uh, the, Coach Baker said they were able to cut it back. Defense was solid in the first quarter as uh, we started out with a 7-6 lead. Uh, and then from there, it was just kind of 
the the game of possessions when it all came down to it. Bulk of the tire scoring came from Dylan McRoth and Brady Stewart. McRoth had 23 points, including four three-pointers, four three, three free throws. Stewart chipped in 16 points with seven, uh, seven hoops and a pair of free throws. Nick Brennicke had four, Cole Johnson with two, Colin Gibson and Jackson Horaz each had a free throw. So the Tigers were only seven for 17 as a team for free throws. Why Oskaloosa was 15 for 25. So that was one big thing that Brandon brought up also. And I'm going to jump back forth a little bit uh, when they walked away from Oskaloosa was their poor free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. So right. going into that Benton game was what can they do to, you know, make some improvements. It did improve a little bit, but it wasn't, you know, overall the best from there. Uh, also going into the JV game that played for the girls that was Friday before. Yes. So yep. JV girls, they are now 3-0 and with a 56-35 to win over Oskaloosa. Leading the way for the Tigers was freshman Taylor Vanderlees with 18 points, Megan Moss with 9. Three girls, Kelsey Van Corpenal, Caitlin Van Corpenal, and Lauren Pease each finished with 8. Sydney Kinkle chipped in 3 points, and Pele Patel, excuse me, with uh, 2 points rounding out the scoring. They'll be back in action again against... Uh, Clear Creek and Mana. So that takes care of the basketball for the season or for that weekend. Uh, we'll jump over to yeah. swimming. They had a, a meet on December 7th. Saturday. So Saturday, Coach Smith and the, the team went out to the Cardinal Invite, the Newton swim meet. So that was over in Newton. Yeah. Uh, top finishers in the 200 free was Cody Blaine with fifth place. The uh, 200 IM, Alex Smith was sixth place. The 50 free was Trent Rasmussen with uh, second place, the 100 fly, Blake Wilson, sixth place, the 100 free, Trent Rasmussen, fourth place, the 200 free relay, uh, including Rasmussen, uh, Maz Knudsen, Smith, Strauser with fifth, pla- fifth place, and the 100 breast, Ty Strauser with sixth place, and lastly, the 400 free relay with Rasmussen, Blaine, Wilson, and Smith, and they earned a sixth place. Uh, which actually, as a team total, gave them 178 points with fourth place. First place was Indianola. Decora was second place. Newton was third. And then Grinnell at the fourth. Vinton Shellsburg with fifth place. And Oskaloosa with sixth place. So the next meet for uh, the swimmers, they'll head to Des Moines on day is that next Thursday. So the same day as the Clear Creek of Manna. That's a busy day for sports in the Grinnell Tiger Athletics. All right, moving over to the next one is wrestling. The wrestlers traveled up to the results from West Delaware meet. We had Brock Beck at 132 with a first place. Landon Kirby at 138 with a second place. Eli Rose at 145 with the third place. Josh Osborne with a second place at 152. Max Lovell with a fourth place at 160. Oliver Loudon with a sixth place at 170. Gabe Gilman with an eighth place at 182. White Hunter with a fourth place at 195. Cam Stevenson with a first place at 220. And Michael Norberg with a fifth place at the heavyweight position. So two bringing home some hardware, or actually not the hardware, they bring home their paper or their bracket saying that they, they earned the championship in that bracket and a little medallion also. So congratulations to the wrestlers as they brought home that week. Uh, it was a pretty big weekend overall for everything. Right. So, I mean, I the 
I don't know if you mentioned, but the state cheer uh, happened on Friday. And I know Friday night the Tiger Paws Palm team. Uh, I don't know anything about cheering, but I, I just know the Tiger Paws Palm team won the Palm State title. Uh, so congratulations to the Grinnell Tiger Paws. That's a, that's a big achievement, winning state. I believe that's the first time in a while that they've done that. I know that all those girls were really happy about that. And uh, just to add on to all the good that happened in Grinnell sports over this past weekend, for sure. Yeah, and they also, on Thursday and Friday, they did uh, co-ed. Co-ed was also there. Yeah, and I was trying to look back what that – I can't see where the results were. That I believe were. they finished third or fourth. Third I, or I fourth. can't be for sure. But I know that they have put a lot of effort into that, and I believe you'll be able to watch them at halftime of a few of the upcoming boys' games uh, during basketball. So – uh, speaking of which, should we probably get to what's upcoming after a commercial break here? Yep. Let's go. Let's go to commercial and we'll be right back. Hey there. I'm Joey Polyi, third generation owner of Polyi's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our PagSpouse program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans that the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. All right. Thank you to Poly Ice Pizza and Grinnell Mutual for sponsoring the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. All right, Blake, let's jump over to – it's a busy week again. It, it is a very busy week. Um, so we'll start on this uh, Monday that we're recording that uh, – Nothing's happening besides unless you has a or unless you have a boy in middle school for wrestling. They're wrestling at Grinnell Middle School, so if you want something to go watch, go check out the wrestling meets. On Tuesday, there is a seventh and eighth grade winter concert for both band and choir at the Grinnell High School. On Wednesday, there is uh, nothing going on. Thursday is a huge day. Oh my goodness! Uh, there's wrestling middle school boys meet at Bell Plain. There is a 8th grade girls basketball game at Knoxville. There is a 7th grade girls basketball game in Grinnell. Uh, girls JV game versus Clear Creek Amanda at Grinnell High School. The boys JV game at Grinnell High School. There's a boys varsity swim meet at Des Moines Hoover. There's a ninth grade boys basketball game in Grinnell High School. There's a boys wrestling meet at Washington High School. There's the 5th and 6th grade winter band concert in the Grinnell Auditorium. There's a varsity girls basketball game against Clear Creek Amana, and there is a boys varsity basketball meet on or basketball game meet uh, 7:30 against Clear Creek Amana. By the way, the Tiger Sports Livestream Network we will be broadcasting both the girls and boys games on Friday night. There's a GH GMS Jazz Band and Honor Choir concert, I believe, um, and the performance is at the GMRC wherever that is. Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance. There it is. So if you want to go out and listen to more music, which there's a lot of it this week, you can go out to Grinnell Reinsurance. Uh, another boys wrestling meet at South Tama. That's for the middle school. 
And then all of Grinnell's basketball heads to Newton, or not Newton, they're here at home on Friday night, December 13th, as Grinnell takes on Newton and what Coach Sharp called a rivalry game. So uh, not going on. And then on Saturday, there's a boys' varsity invitational meet at Grinnell College, and there is a boys' wrestling invitational, varsity wrestling invitational at Grinnell High School versus multiple schools. So Catch my breath because that is a big week of sports. And for us, we'll be broadcasting both Thursday night's Clear Creek Amanda game and Friday night Newton game. Yeah, and just an FYI for those coming out to the Thursday night performances, uh, <clears throat> your parking is going to be at a premium. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. with the fifth and sixth grade band and choir, that's going to take up quite a bit of spots there uh, in the parking lot. So you might want to come early and choose a good spot uh, because by 6 15 8 30 it's going to be hopping out there so just be uh, a little bit weary of which door you come in and where you park because it might be busy in and out yeah it is it's going to be a crazy week we had a crazy past week and now we're excited to see what happens this upcoming week both basketball swimming wrestling everything else so that should wrap us up for episode number 30 of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. Again, Blake Walker, Dan Walker. We appreciate everyone for listening. Stay warm in the cold temperatures, and we will see you next week. Well, 17 seconds left. Wilkins at the wing, 14 seconds. 12 seconds. McGriff outside. Mateus to the wing. Down low to Jay Cole. His pull-up jumper is good! Time out, Grinnell! Jay Cole to the lead for Grinnell! This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.